my co-host over here is Andrea. This is episode five, and this episode we're going to be talking about work, right? Because you didn't like me calling it business. Yeah, I didn't think that this was like a business discussion. I would say that we're talking about work and work-life balance. Okay, that's fair enough. Um... Let's start with telling the listeners that about why we didn't record last week. Um, Saturday, you know, you you woke up very early, uh, super so, early for for work. Okay, and um, you were very tired that night. Even though I had set up everything to record, um, you fell asleep. Oh, yeah, I was tired. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, Sunday, which was Super Bowl Sunday. Um, you decided that we were going to record after well, the Super Bowl. I, I said that we, you know, we didn't record on Saturday. It wasn't a big deal. So I figured we'd record on Sunday. I, did, I, you know, I figured we would get home at a reasonable time, which we did get home at a reasonable time uh, with definitely enough time to record. But there was a reason why we couldn't record. And that was because... Ian was impotent. No. Oh, that's, that's rude. Not. No. <laughs> That's that's very rude. Um, no, I didn't drink that much, uh, so I had no problem. Um, but you, on the other hand, were pretty plastered. And when Andrea drinks, uh, she has an alter ego that comes out that I've uh, lovingly named Dee Dee. Dee Dee is a very separate persona than Andrea. And to be perfectly honest, she was totally willing to record. I was completely ready to record a podcast. In fact, I think I was ready to have a full argument with you. If I'm not mistaken, the next morning I told you that Dee Dee wanted to record. And you were like, oh, God, did we record? And then I was like, no. And you were like... Thank, I did not, thank you for not, you know, first, recording. First, I didn't ask if we recorded. I knew we didn't record. I believe I said, like, thank you for not letting Dee Dee do that. Yeah, because Dee Dee is like her own, she's like a force of nature. That's uh, true. She, she's a handful. And and while I do eventually want Dee Dee to be on this podcast, because I think the world just needs to know who Dee Dee is. Dee Dee's a mess. Yeah, well, I just wanted to you know give the world some warning uh that dd might come out and if dd comes out like you've all been forewarned so you know i wasn't about to spring that on all our listeners here you know the uh actually, i would hope that if you realize that dd was on the podcast that you would not broadcast that to the world broadcast what the dd that the contents of dd's soul well i mean are you saying that I should never let Dee Dee on the podcast? No, I don't think you should. <laughs> really? I think that's bad husband date. <laughs> so I'd be a bad husband if I let Dee Dee on the yes, podcast. Like your job is pr- to protect Andrea. Like, Dee Dee is... I don't know, man. Like, this, this is a, are you eyeing those tater tots? It's Every time this mic gets in front of me, I'm just like, well, obviously I need to eat chew. something. Yeah, you need to chew on something. Yeah. Um, it's bad enough we're drinking on it. So, well, um, I don't know if we should get, should we get right into it? Or or should should I let the listeners know that we have our first ad read? Um, I, I told you about it. I haven't told you who our ad read comes no, from. No, you haven't told me anything about this. You just told me that we had an ad read. Yeah, and uh, I have the scripts here ready for, you know, that the company okay. sent to us. So here's your copy of the, of the script. Oh, I'm so concerned. Am I going first? I, I, I actually start out. So, okay. Um, so uh, here we go. We're going okay. in. What, did you just read some of it? I mean, I read the first line, but all <laughs> okay. right. Okay. So, Go ahead. All right, so we'll start the ad read. So the ad read goes, This podcast was brought to you by water. The shit you drink when you're thirsty. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Water? What's that? Can't I just drink beer? The answer is yes, but you'll be missing out on all the health benefits that come with drinking water. So what are those health benefits? I have no freaking clue. So let's ask my co-host, Andrea, what are the benefits of drinking water? Well, it hydrates you. 
carbohydrates? What's that? How should I know? Do I look like a scientist? <laughs> You're the smart one in this relationship. Wow. <laughs> well, that's true. Why don't you tell me a personal story about how water has affected you? <laughs> no, I'm not reading that. <laughs> what? We're being paid for this ad read. Listeners, she's laughing so hard, she can't speak. <laughs> oh, God. All right, one well, eat. <laughs> What? Okay. There's nothing inappropriate in All there. All right, when Ian gives me that sweet, sweet love for, <laughs> for hours on end, I need something to drink. When I need something to drink, I reach for water. <laughs> wow. What a riveting story. What else can you tell me about water? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Water is available pretty much everywhere. So head down to, well, anywhere and get your water. You, you missed it. Today. today. Sorry, get that water today. Thanks for that info, Andrea. No, thank you. Thank you for being the best, smartest husband that's ever lived. Aw, stop. This is supposed to be about water, not how great I am. Sorry. But it needs to be said. So again, this podcast was brought to you by water, the shit you drink when you're thirsty. And now, back to the podcast. So, um... Wow, that was a great... What did you, uh, what did you think of that, that ad? That seemed like, um... I don't know that the people for water gave you that script. You know, I just don't. I don't think that that was. I don't think that was coming from the water companies. I don't know. I like mean, I don't think Aquafina paid for that. No, it wasn't Aquafina. It was. It was the Water Com- Commission. It was the Water Commission. Yes, the uh-huh. the National Water Commission. Wow, that's uh, and they're they're they thought the best way to sell their product was to uh, tell the world that you were the smart. The smart one? Yeah, the smart one and the funny one. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't... I don't know what the marketing people were thinking. Maybe they just had listened to our episodes and determined that I was the yeah, smart one. Maybe. And maybe they just, you know, weaved it into the script. Yeah, they just... And they definitely were like, you know, the world should hear about the sweet, sweet loving for hours on end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I, you know, I have to ask now because, like, you know, let's be real. I, I wrote all that, and I really hope there's not a National Water Foundation that I'm like putting on blast here. But do you think it was better that I didn't show you that yes. ahead of time? Yes. Yeah. For three reasons, maybe, or at least two. The first of which being, I would not have read that. <laughs> I know what that said. Um, the second being that, yeah, like you wouldn't have gotten the same reaction. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's that. That sweet, sweet loving one got you, got you pretty good. Huh? I mean, I wasn't really anticipating that one. I like kind of thought there would be like an Ian so great line in there because like literally everything you write has that in it. But yeah, no, I was not anticipating the sweet, sweet loving no. line being in there. I know. I actually had some people at work uh, read read it ahead of time to mm-hmm. get their opinion. And they thought it was pretty funny too. So, yeah. Oh, you know, and to be honest, I actually had an idea for another part to put in there, and where you would talk about how I was the funny one, uh, and you know, it was just too late for me to get it in there. Wow. It would have been. It would have. It would have been a hat on a hat. Yeah. You know. All right. Well, but I think this it. proves that who's the funny one. I mean, this was funny. I of the two of us, I'm still the funnier. That, that's not the, I'm going to keep going with these. All right. Well. I'm going to have to top the next one and yeah. I'm going to have to be even more unpredictable with it. It's going to yeah. be it's going to be quite the challenge. Yeah. Kind of, you know, you, you I really all your, your, I really blew the load. Well, not even that. <laughs> like this is just like Ian's greatest hits on this one. Like sweet sweet loving for hours on end. Yeah. 
being yeah. smart and funny and a wonderful husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. really did hit the like the trifecta there. Right? Yeah, the like all the the Ian. All the all the things that I'm really good at. Yeah, I mean, I guess the next one could be from salsa and how how oh, good you are. Yeah, eating that's right. Because I can eat so much more spicy yeah. food than you. Yeah. Oh, I have such a good idea for the next one. Okay. Just you wait. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we can get into our topic now. Did we talk about what the topic was? Oh, yeah, we did. We did. Talk yeah, about we what talked the topic about it. it's uh, work. We're talking about work. And uh, can you uh, put like a, a like a work song right here? You like, like well, I don't know, like work in nine to five. I don't know. No. I got to see what I can get the rights to. I'm gonna have to find music for that that um, that you know that commercial that we just did. Oh, um, you're gonna have to. Yeah, I don't know. I like that song that I sing to you all the word that like that you got to go to work. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I don't sing it because it's I'm not going to. Yeah. but I like that song. That's what you should like. I should ri- write the artist and ask them yeah. if I can use that song. Yeah, I, I think they had like one hit. Like, who cares? Yeah, yeah. Um, one hit. They did have one hit. It was more than one hit. No, I don't. I don't. I don't remember who the artist is. Like, that's how many hits they got. Mm, okay. Well, you know, before we start this conversation, I think we should preface, you know, that that Andrea and I have a very different uh, work life. Um, see, she's a boss and I'm a worker. So we look at work very differently. Um, and I just wanted to get that out of the way because I think that's, that's important to the conversation. Yeah. It's, it's about viewpoint. It's about viewpoint. Also, I mean, this was brave of you to decide to do because like some of the things I say are controversial, although I think the things about like employee boss relationships that I'm going to say like are not that controversial, but I will say that like I I think work is like a valuable part of someone's psyche and like part of their I think part of that work life balance is that work has to be there. Yeah. Well, I I'm you know I've going to be honest that there are quite a few people that I work with that are you wanted that tater tot, huh? Yeah. There are quite a few people that I work with that listen to this podcast, and uh, I'm going to be talking in a little bit more generalities and being comparing all of my jobs that I've had over the years. So you're never really going to know which one I'm talking about, just so the listeners are clear. Okay. So um, I don't even know how we should start. There's so many different aspects either. of this. Um this is... We can talk about other discussions that we've had over, over you know, over the years regarding this. Um, for example, um, wasn't it recently you told me that there was you were having a discussion with somebody else and you referenced these debates that you and I have because oh yeah, I used you as a talking point in one of my yeah, yeah. I used you as a talking point in one of my meetings. And can you want to reiterate that? that talking point so hold on let me remember what it was but the talking point essentially was that i oh that's what it was is that i was i was talking to a group of employees and this particular group of employees um are young they're they're kind of entry level they're young in age and i'd say like most of them are between the ages of like 18 and 24 25 um and not exactly like you know graduates from harvard like you know they're you know they're they're smart enough kids and things like that but like these are these are medium medium responsibility 19 year olds um so we were having a discussion about things related to the job um and one of the things that i kind of led the meeting with was that you know i understood that like this is an entry-level job this is not, um, you know, most of them, not most of them, all of them did not, you know, think as little kids like, man, I can't wait to do this <laughs> as a career or did they ever probably envision themselves doing this? Um, you know, this is not the dream job. This is a starter job. Um, and, you know, I kind of talked to them about the idea that 
jobs are jobs are jobs and learning to be responsible and learning the kind of skills that we needed that they needed to do a good job for us were also the skills that they were going to need to be good at their job later and i referenced (laughs) debates that you and i have had that where we've talked about this idea that like you often say or think that you know that you'll perform once you get this dream job or this next job or if you were just you know given the opportunity or given the raise or given these things then all of a sudden the performance would catch up to those things and i essentially told my employees that like that was a fallacy <laughs> Am I allowed to talk now? Yes, okay. I was just giving the background. Yeah, I know, but I mean that was that was that was long. Um, but yeah, that was long. Okay, you want me to do over? We no, no. Way. I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this. First of all, it, to, to, you went so long, I forgot all the points I wanted to make. But uh, the last one that you made that I can address. Is that whole, oh, I want to be, you know, get the promotion and then do the work, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have, in the past, tried out this theory of yours. And I'm talking in generalities here. Where I've worked at a place where I did the job and did not get the promotion, Okay, but I'm not saying, hold on, I want to be sure that I'm telling you. I'm not saying that if you do this job, you will automatically get the promotion. First, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of specifics there that we could address. Yeah, well, let's not get into that. We're not going to get into the specifics, but what I will say is that what, and the point I was trying to make to them is, listen, there are some people that are in that meeting and there's some people that work for me that simply aren't qualified to do the next position up in our company. They're just not, okay? What I am saying is that when they master the basics, like showing up on time, being a hard worker, being a team player, you know, taking initiative, those things are valuable in any job you go to. And what I was trying to express to them is that like, even though moving into a higher up position might be not be a goal of theirs. And while I tell you that. Sorry, folks, I was doing hand signals over here because she keeps banging on the table, which I know the mic is picking up and okay. I was trying to get her to stop doing that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to just put my hands here, I guess. So you're gonna have to edit that out. Okay. Um, so what I was trying to explain is that them learning how to do things like be timely, like take initiative, like be responsible, like be a hard worker, be a team player, etc. Even if it doesn't get them promoted with us, or even if getting promoted with us is not a goal of theirs, that those things are things that you take to the next position and that those things will ultimately move you forward in life. And that's what you and I have talked about. And like, I will say even one of those pieces at least is still not the case. I just, sorry, I can't get over the fact that your voice like takes on a different tone when you talk about these kind of things, because you go from, and like, I, you know, you, how, how you talk in regular life or even on this podcast for that matter is I've, I know you're, your habits. Yeah. But when you start talking about work-related things, you go into what I call your work voice, which is very similar to like how when I answer the phone at work and, and you know, it's like if you call me and I'm like, hi, you know, and if, you know, I pick up the phone at work, I'm, you know, such and such and such and such. <laughs> yes had to have those tater tots listen huh? you can't leave them on the table and think they're not gonna get you to be honest i actually did leave them on the table because i knew that you were gonna want them okay, there we go i you know i'm pretty sure they picked up that ketchup farting <laughs> noise so don't blame it on the ketchup anyway 
it's so it's hard for me to take you seriously when you're you're in this 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 voice because I feel like I'm I'm getting uh, lectured to by my boss or somebody is trying to explain to me the new procedures of a company that I might work for. Uh, I'm just you know giving random examples here, but I have to say there's just something there's something that, like you know it puts a sour taste in my mouth. You don't like my my work voice. I don't like the I, I you know I want the listeners to know that I have a, a thing about authority in general, and I inherit that from my mom, and we just. I, we have a low tolerance for authority figures in general. My brother oh. has it. I have it. No, I believe the word it. you're looking for is entitlement. No, entitlement it's not entitlement. Is, it's defiance. No, it's not even defiance because, like, entitlement because, like, you're like, uh, because, again, like, how dare them ask you to do X, Y, and Z that everybody else in the world has to do? Yeah, I mean, everybody has to work, right? Yes. And yeah, like, but some people have it better than others. It, true, but... Like, and it every, has nothing to do with their skill level? Yes, their, it does. No, it does It has not. a lot to do with their skill level, and it has a lot to do with a lot of other things. No, because you know it's a fact that there are people that have a low skill level that are in a high position, and people that are have a high skill level in a low position. You know that. That's true, but categorically speaking, most people... I, Again, life is a bell curve, so like... Most people have to start at the beginning and work hard and, you know, follow the rules and then eventually move up. I think that's the mentality that, like, people had in the 50s. You know, like, that's, like, how other people used to, you know, people in the 50s, they would get a job, they'd work at that company forever, and then they would, you know, retire and then die. I mean, that was essentially what they did. People didn't jump around jobs back then. They had a job and they stayed in it for pretty much ever. Mm-hmm. Um and and what you're describing is the similar mentality as no. that. Because I'm not saying stay at the same company. I'm saying no, put you're... in your time, get your promotions, and then you can then you've got options. I mean, you could fill stadiums of people that worked hard and didn't get what they deserved afterwards. No, I don't think so. I think there's people that feel that way. Uh, no, that's absolutely true. And I mean, it happens. It's like what people make great movies about, you know. I mean, I get it. Life is unfair. But also, I will say this. That, like, that's not an argument against doing those things that I just said. Like, your argument is that, like, oh, like, those things don't matter anyway. Yes, they do. They do matter. Working hard matters. Working hard matters. Being on time matters. Being a team player matters. Like, those things matter. And it's like a... As someone who promotes people on a regular basis and someone who terminates people on a regular basis, I can tell you there's not a single person that I've ever fired that was just like, you're right, I was dicking around. Well, I mean, are you telling me you've never had an employee that was stellar in every other way, but they couldn't get to work on time to save their life? Yes. And would you overlook that? No. You want to know why? Because that matters. No, for me, I look at work as like an equation. You, you, you basically, you know, people have a finite amount of skill and energy in a given day, right? And so your job as a, as a, as a boss is to maximize their output, okay? okay? And their output may be stellar in some ways. And so at the end of the day, you can basically equate like this person made me money, this person saved me money. Or this person cost me money. And and you basically look like, you know, you could have somebody who did everything right, but did it at half speed, that would be an issue. Because you're, then the output would be lower, yeah. right? So it's the same thing. You have somebody who's stellar in other categories. No, but and, but Because but, everybody has strengths and weakness. Nobody can be 100% in every category. That's true. Not everybody can be 100% in every category. But to me, like, being on time is one of the most basic things you can do. And here's the thing, I've, I say this constantly to people, and when I'm having these discussions about timeliness, is that, like, you could be the best manager, crew person, you know, CEO, whatever. If you can't manage to show up on time, it is all for naught because you're not there. 
doesn't matter. You what know, that's only if that's only if something happens in the time that you're not there. But that's how how many times? I, I don't know. I mean, in my you don't know because you're not there. Well, in my industry, that stuff doesn't happen. Maybe in the fast food. I mean, like you know, you show up late. You know, so you have a, a you don't have a worker for 15 minutes, so your efficiency is lower. Is that kind of how it works? It's not even just that. I don't, I literally wrote up someone for showing up 30 minutes late to a meeting. Well, that makes sense because you're waiting on them to start the meeting. But isn't, but isn't that the thing? I'm waiting on them to start my day. I'm waiting on them for X. But let's pretend that there's an employee that, that, that doesn't necessarily have anybody waiting on them at any particular time. Are you going to dock them for being late? They're not going to move with me. I, again, like why would you hold up a good employee for one fault when they can benefit you in so many because other ways? Because it's such an easy thing to do. But it's... Because to me, this is such an easy, this is a basic requirement of the job. You show up, you show up dressed appropriately, you show up whatever, and those things show that like the rest of your day matters. But to me, an employee who shows up late or not in their uniform or not in, you know, not pleasant or whatever it is. Um, but when you have an employee who is consistently 15 minutes late, to me, that is someone who is not organized. To me, that's someone who doesn't have pride in what they do. To me, that's someone who can't be trusted to handle a very menial task, which is to show your butt up to, to work on time. And my measure is much narrower than what I think you get. So my measure is five minutes. If someone is more than five minutes late, they are late. So if I say my meeting starts at 7, at 7.05, anyone that's not there is considered late and written up. Well, I mean, like, you know, I, I have no problem doing, with you doing that with employees that need to be whipped into shape. But for an employee, I gave you a hypothetical situation of an employee that's stellar in every other category. And I have an employee like that. I was going to promote him. I don't, I, said, I don't even know how to argue with you on this particular point. I had an employee like that who is has a great attitude. He's he's great. He has, he knows, uh, you know, he knows a ton of things. I was going to move him into a management situation. You know, this actually reminds me of a discussion I had with you uh, about a movie. Um, I can't even remember what the movie was called, but it was with Denzel Washington, and he was a pilot. You remember our discussion about this? Oh, about the drunk pilot? Yeah, so he was a pilot on a plane, and he had cocaine and, I think, alcohol in his system, and something went wrong with the plane, and he did a maneuver that saved everybody on board and you know of course they like wheeled him off the plane and checked his blood his alcohol and you know drug levels and they're of course bad and but he you know they put regular sober pilots in the simulator and no every one of them killed everybody on board and they wanted to put this this guy away for life because he put people's lives in danger i mean he did he did but in this particular case, I think you have to consider it a wash. He saved the lives when no one else could. His skill level allowed for... But you and I have had this discussion. It's not a wash. Like, the fact that he got lucky doesn't, and the fact that he didn't kill someone doesn't mean that he couldn't have killed someone. That doesn't mean that, like... One false move, a shaky hand, whatever it was. I mean, was. when we drive to work every day, we could kill somebody on the road. That's true, but we're not intentionally impairing our ability. He intentionally impaired. So the fact that he but was even, more skilled than anybody else... But even at an impaired level, he was still more skilled it doesn't than, matter. than unimpaired He still people. impaired himself. And that's arrogant. Well, I, I just believe that the, the results matter. You know, if the fact that this guy saved lives when no one else could, think he deserves a pass. I don't think that that's the true. I don't think that's true because I don't think that one hand washes the other in that respect. So the fact that like at one occasion he he saved a bunch of people's lives, yeah, that's great and that's wonderful. But think about how many other times he endangered people's lives because he did that. Like I said, I don't know if there's any way that we can really argue this. I don't think there is. I mean, I... Normally, we can find medium ground that we can duke it out in, but I, I don't even know how to argue with you on this particular point because it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a fundamental difference. If you, save, if you save lives when no one else could, you, you kind of deserve dispensation. But 
Okay, and also let's talk about this. You and I, for that matter, and the people who work for me, and the people who are your bosses. None of us are saving lives. That's true. Okay, we're we're performing basic essential job functions. Yeah, but I actually look at you know a business is almost like a uh, you know uh, a military campaign because you know when you're in a business you're essentially at war. You're with it. You're at war with all your competitors. And it's, you know, your workers are your, your soldiers, and it's all about how you utilize them. So, you know, in my opinion, if you, you know, you got a, a top gun pilot, and but he's a pain in the ass, but you're going to deal with him because he, yeah, okay, Andrea just spilled <laughs> honey mustard all over herself because she wanted honey mustard for her tater tots. It's kind of funny how we're having like two separate conversations, one about the actual topic and one just about you reaching for tater tots or bumping the table. You know what I realized? Like literally during every recording, you eat I'm something. eating something, yeah. When I sit down, I want to eat something. Well, you know, every time I'm recording, I'm drinking and smoking something. That's true. I'm not doing either of those things. Yeah, but you're eating tater tots with honey mustard. Anyway... This is, a, you know, we've debated this subject, I think, so many times. I think it's actually difficult to find new ways to attack each other on this particular issue. I mean, it's just, well, also it's specific to jobs. It's hard to do it without... <laughs> without giving up where we work or what we do. what we do. Um, but I would say, like, in your job in particular, like, you've got a boss that you work directly with. Like, who shows up super early. He works... And he's a workaholic. You know, I want to say that I've worked for people in the past that are uh, amazing workers. Um, they work long hours. They're hardworking. I don't know if I can say much more than that. I think this makes this, this conversation is difficult because I can't give away anything about my job. Especially no. because I have people that... And I, I talk to people about work about this, that... It was going to be difficult for me to talk about this subject. I don't know why you picked this subject, I thought. I thought it was going to be a good one. You and I would debate this one all the time. It's true, but... And I'm trying to think of other aspects of it. Um, you know, we could go into the minimum wage, but frankly, that just sounds boring. Yeah, it's a boring thing to talk about right now. FYI, guys, I don't really think minimum wage should go up. Well, let me be clear. I believe in paying a, a, a working wage, or a living wage, I'm sorry. I don't believe that raising minimum wage is the way to do it. Sorry, it didn't help. Like, we've moved minimum wage up, what, at least $5 at this point in the last few years? And I can't say that, like, life is any better for the workers that were living on minimum wage then. In fact, I'd say it's worse. Well, I really wasn't going to make you get into this, but since you pretty much just laid it all out, and I'm sure we're going to have people that disagree with that, so make sure you write in to uh, happyorrightpodcast at gmail.com, which actually is the correct email address. There's no the. Even though I completely mess it up every single time. There is no the. It is happyorrightpodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Twitter. Um, but not if you're mad at what Andrea just said about the minimum wage. Uh, Listen, hold on. I want to make sure anyone that's listened to the political version or, or the political one that we did knows that I am for workers' rights. It knows that I am for I am that's very left leaning in that respect. I, actually, now that you brought up the political episode, uh, what is Bernie Sanders' thoughts on the minimum wage? He wants to raise it. So, do you don't agree with that? And that is one point where yes, I disagree with Bernie. Hmm. I actually don't, I, I can't, I don't, I don't even know how I feel really about the minimum wage. I mean, I've thought about it. I mean, I thought we have like other fish to fry. You know, my ideas are always way more outlandish to fix things than, than what actually people end up doing. Yeah. Like when we didn't like Trump, you were just like, well, obviously in New California. Yes. I, I, I actually, am the general. <laughs> oh, we're going we're gonna to go political then again. Okay. No, I mean, just want to make sure that no, but I, you know, know no, I think, I think people should know how I feel about this. And yeah, I think, you know, California is one of the largest economies of the world and could be its own country if it wanted to be. So that being said. So what we were talking about minimum wage and your outlandish ideas, how to fix the income disparity. Yeah, well, I, I I don't like rich people. 
It's true. But here's what I'll say. That, like, the problem with what we're currently doing is that, like, the rich people aren't actually being affected. You know who's being affected? Like, lower and middle class workers. Because the CEO of Walmart, like, didn't take a hit to his personal finance when that went up. All he's doing is raising his prices and passing that on to everybody else. So all we're doing is inflating prices. As an example, like I know that our business, like, and the business model for everyone in our industry, not just us, but the, the business model for everyone in our industry is that when minimum wage goes up, guess what? There's a price hike to cover the cost of minimum wage. Yeah. So, and the same thing with the ACA and that's, I mean, all those things. And you see it on menus, you see it all over the place where people just add it to the tab. And so realistically, those same workers that just got the price, the, the pay increase are also going to the same grocery stores as you and I are going to and paying more for milk. They're going to, you know, restaurants and paying more for food. They're, you know... They're having the same kinds of goods and services at that higher price because the, they need to pay those workers that procured those goods that they buy more minimum wage. So prices just went up. We did absolutely nothing to fix the income disparity. Um, you know, it's like I loved the idea of Affordable Care Act, but I don't think that actually helped people the way they said it was. I, with the exception of, um, I'm sorry, pre-existing conditions. I do think that was like one of the best things that it did. But that being said, like, all we did was say, hey, everyone's got to buy a car. Um, but the prices of cars didn't go down. All we did is penalize people who didn't have a car and the people who couldn't afford to have a car in the first place anyway. Yeah. So, you know, that's it's it's one of those things that I think that we're 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 trying to address this from the bottom. And I think we need to address it at the top. And that's my thoughts on minimum wage increases it's not that people don't need a living wage they absolutely do the problem with raising it from the bottom is that we're just increasing prices we're not actually fixing any disparities in income levels i'm trying to figure out how where i stand on this issue and if there's a way for me to reasonably argue with you on this particular subject i don't have a lot of passion for this particular subject at least not right now. Maybe down the line, I will. It's because you're not passionate about what? What about, are we gonna say? What are you gonna zing me with right you're now? You're not gonna. You're not passionate about poor people. So about poor I mean, people. It makes sense. Poor people. Yeah. That's what we're gonna go with. Yeah. It doesn't. Affect you, you wanna. So you wanna talk think? about to me about poor people? Is that is that what you wanna do? Listen. Do you want me to have to bring up about your your schooling? Um, you know, for your Jurassic Park fans out there, the ones that have seen Jurassic Park 2, was it? The one with Jeff Goldblum? Do you remember the scene where uh, George, or was it was it Hammond? I can't, what the hell was his name? Oh, okay. The old white guy that old, uh, owned Jurassic Park. Where he lived, there was a scene that took place in his giant mansion. That scene took place in Andrea's high school? So your high school was in a mansion. Okay. Um, that doesn't matter because the reality is that like I deal with people who are living at or below the poverty line on a regular basis, whereas like you don't know anyone like that and you don't interact with them, so like it's not a passion of yours. I used to be on the poverty 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 line. Mm-hmm. How many drinks is that? I don't know why I couldn't say that word. Um No, but not really. You weren't. Like, you as a young person, yes. But, like, you weren't trying to feed a family on that kind of income. No, that's true. And, like, you weren't trying to, you know, at the end of the day, like, you did not hold two jobs at any point. No, but... You were not having to work 80 hours a week to try and pay rent. No, I I did have to work 40 hours a week, and I had enough to pay rent, and that was it. That that happened more, more than once. That's But that's the thing, though, is that, like, a lot... Yeah, I know there. I, there are people so that you I'm were not living at the poverty level. I'm not saying that people out there don't have it worse. You know, you want to talk about poverty level. There are people out there that have zero money and have zero jobs and are starving to death. That's true, but they have zero jobs. But 
I'm saying there are people out there that literally have to work two to three jobs just to get Absolutely. the Absolutely, yeah. There are people in, in even in first world countries that have to do that That's stuff. Here. Yes, people do that here, here. All over the world, people have to do that. I'm not trying to say that I have it worse than anybody else. I don't. I'm very blessed in that regard, especially because I'm white and I'm a man. So it made things easy for me. Yeah, right? Yes. I'm actually very proud of you for admitting that. Yes. It took us a long time in our relationship for us to get to that. Oh, I'm I'm admitting my privilege. Good job. Yeah. Good job, babe. I'm woke. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, is that funny to you? I mean, the fact that you're calling it woke, maybe. I'm I'm hip. I know. I know the 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 modern slang. Cool. Even though I'm a dad, you know, I can still be cool. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, tell that to Kingston someday. Like, you can tell me I'm woke. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be like, whoa, my dad's cool. Yeah. He's, that's what kids think all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's going to go to, he's like, he's going like, to, like, like, write reports for school saying, my dad yeah, is the coolest so cool. dad. And, you know, and maybe I won't have to write him a script like I did for our ad read yeah, for, you to, for you to say some of those nice things about me. Listen. Coming from someone that called me an oversized load today. Okay, okay. You and wanna then get a chunk. You wanna get into this, okay? We zing each other on a random basis. And what we did is we were driving on the freeway and I saw a truck that said oversized load and I started to chuckle and you were like, What? And I said, like, I came up with this really good zinger. I'm not really saying it, but here's what it is. And I told you what the zinger was. I mean, but the And you just basically took that as the zinger, which is not what I was doing. I mean, I'm just saying, like, the fact it doesn't, like, occur to you, that the fact that that even occurred to you to say to your wife, like, means... I thought it was pretty damn funny. I mean... And then the second one was, I think you said something about chunks. I called Kingston a little chunk. You called Kingston a chunk. And... A common retort in our household is when you say something like that, you say, you're a chunk. So I said, you are a chunk. But, you know, it works in everything. You'd be like, you know, this piece of clothing smells bad. And then you'd be like, you smell bad. That's a common thing that happens in this house. I don't know if that's a normal thing in other houses, but in our house, it happens quite a bit. It's because I say it a lot, and you started. You've adopted saying it because I. Oh, oh yeah, I just got it from you, right? Yeah, that's where I got it from. That is where you got no, it. No, I didn't get it from you. It was on How I Met Your Mother. They used to do the same thing. Maybe. And I watched that show long before I, you, you and never, I were there. I think I was the one who started this. Oh my god! Just you're like. Just like I was the one who came up with Jaja, one of the cats we have here, his nickname of Juju was definitely, because I like to say like, you know, almost like an opposite phrasing of what the name is. So I called her calling her Juju. And then somewhere along the line, you decided that you came up with Juju, which is completely false. Okay. I mean, this is just classic clown shoes. Oh my God. Don't even start with the clown shoes. Your clown shoes. That's your nickname. That I gave to you, and you tried to turn it around and give it to me. No. And we have listeners out here that can vouch for the fact no. that you are clown shoes. First of all, hold on. First, this is boring and off our topic. <laughs> Second. Oh, you just don't like me bringing up that nickname? No, I just don't think it makes for interesting podcasting. Probably not. I think this is a boring episode. Well, yeah, well, you know, we talk, talk the whole first episode or first half of the episode just lecturing about business in a vague business voice-like manner. Well, you're the one that decided to do this. Yeah, and... you're right. And it's a terrible idea. And at yeah. least, you know, we can agree. And I guess we're both going to be happy, right? No, I was right because I told you it was a bad idea. No, you never and told me it was I'm a happy. bad idea. I said, I was like, that's a weird thing to have it podcast well i didn't know what else to i don't see you coming up with topic ideas you can come you can come up with whatever you want that was my preface for it that was my criteria for doing this podcast is that you refuse to come up with any ideas i refuse to do extra homework extra homework i've gotten oh this actually can I, i thought of something else we can talk about in regards to business and work what because we had another discussion that you just reminded me about about uh, the difference between hobbies and work. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and so like you know all the stuff that I've, all the work that I've put in 
to this podcast and getting everything up and going and editing. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. All that stuff isn't really work, even though it feels kind of like work because I'm doing something and accomplishing something, is not really work because it's a hobby. And work is only work if you get paid for it. Is that is that how it goes? Yes. Okay, so if I'm an artist, I'm not really working as an artist unless I get paid. Yes. You guys can't see my face right now, but the eyebrows are raised. And, like, obviously, it's not considered work unless you get paid. That's, like, the definition of work. No, that's not the definition of work. You don't have to get paid for work. Work, you can work at something that is that you enjoy and you don't make any money off of. You still then work at it. it's your hobby. No, you still it's worked at it. The phrase hobby. is, I worked on it. Like, when, when somebody says, I worked on a... Uh, model airplane for six weeks that means that they put together a model airplane they worked on it it was considered work okay but like if someone's like hey what do you do for work you're not like oh i make model airplanes no because people don't normally ask what do you do for work they usually ask what do you do for a living and that's a difference because what i do for a living is i have a job as an executive assistant so that's how I make my living. That's how I live. That's how I pay my bills. That's how that works. But it's not exact. That doesn't have I feel to be like a all. A lot of people ask, on. like, "What do you do for work?" I've never heard anybody ask that. I know, I know what do you do for work? Yeah, like oh, like or like where do you work or what do you do? For yeah, work? where do you work? That's a common question. But like, what do you do for work? I think for work. Yes. Why? What do you do? What does that even? What does that question even it's mean? It's asking what pays your bills well that's what you do for a living that's what you do for work no that's that that, that, that's not even the right syntax for that sentence you're not even the right syntax for that sentence oh so that's what we're resorting to no i'm just saying that like you like to like qualify any work that you do as like working air quotes okay so let me ask you wait 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 so you know just to ostracize more of our audience yes I'm going to ask you a really loaded question Do here. It. And I'm really wondering Listen, if you're going to pull the trigger Listen, anyone listening to this probably knows me at this point. Okay. Um, this, this, so this, is gonna, this, this isn't going to be news okay, to Okay, so if you're a stay-at-home mom... Oh, God. Are you working? No. No. You're that's not. not. So stay-at-home moms don't work. No. They don't do work. No, they're not doing... And Listen... Is there labor involved in what they do? Absolutely. I think we're getting really hung up on the definition of words here. I'm just saying that's not work. Because I sorry, think, in my like, opinion, I think I have a more general. Staying, I'm listen. Raising raising a child is very difficult, and there's a lot of things that come into that. It's not a job. You know how I feel about this. I know. You know very well how I feel I about this, and. I have absolutely no qualms Again, about saying. Again, that's uh, happy or right podcast at gmail.com. So uh, do I have to clarify this point now that I'm going to be in trouble? But You're going to be in trouble? I'm going to be in trouble. Well, we're going to definitely know which of your friends actually listen to this podcast. On, on the upside, I have, I have, I don't think I have anyone that falls into this category. But I don't believe that once, once your maternity leave is over... I believe that women should return back to work. Well, you know, let's break it down even more. I don't believe in. I don't believe in stay-at-home wives. Let's break it down even more philosophically than this. Or husbands. You, you, we've talked about the the idea that you think work is good for the soul, right? Yes. Okay. Even though you don't really believe in a soul per se. No, I think it's good Good, for someone's. Good for the mind. Yes. Okay. So, but it's only. Like you said, it's only work if you get something out of it, right? No. Or if, like, because you're getting money, right? So yes. you work and you get the money, right? Yes. So you earn, yeah. So if you're just working for the sake of working and not getting something out of it, how is that good for the mind? What do you mean? If you're, so if you're not getting paid? Well, you said like work, like work is good for the mind. So like even if like you're the last person on the planet, you're still going to want to work because it's good for the mind, right? Yes. So, but you're the last person on the planet. 
So okay. what does your work really mean? You're not I'm getting really anything. You're not getting anything out of it. You're surviving, right? It but, just changes the currency. But that's the thing. It's changing the currency. So theoretically, work could be no. Sorry, folks. We had uh, back. <laughs> our Netflix just decided to turn itself on and show previews of stand-up comedy. So excuse that abrupt cut in their conversation. Um, I don't remember where we were at. But we, we were talking about whether working for no currency. Yeah, is constitutes as work, right? Because you is work because well, you defined work as you have to get be getting paid for it, correct? Yes. So if you're working and not getting paid for it, then that person's not no. working. If you're so, so if you're working and not getting paid, it's called volunteering. But I don't believe that things like you know we've had this discussion about a lot of people that we know and love um, that do things that are hobbies that they're not being paid for, and that's not work. It's not work until you receive a paycheck. It's not to say that they're not working on something or working towards something, but, like, that's not a job. Well, I wish we could come to a better conclusion on this, and uh, I I don't know how we did it, but we somehow made it to 54 minutes on this particular subject. Um, I feel like we're going to have to edit this. Cause well, this is... I'm going to edit it a little bit, but it's going to mostly stay in, in here. Um, it's just going to have to be a little longer than, than what we're normally at. And maybe this will have to be a two-parter. Maybe we're going to have to come back to this one. Maybe we'll have a second mm-hmm. work-slash-business topic in, on the upcoming episode. So if you're happy with this, please write in. Uh, let us know if what you think. you're happy with this. <laughs> if you're, uh, you know, cool with this subject, if you want to hear more, you know, you could let us know. Uh we're on Twitter, so you could always send me a message. I check it like a hundred billion times a day. So um, right I will. Into Twitter. I will see also, it. if you could rate us on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. That would be awesome. You could follow us on Spotify. Uh, that'd be cool. Or on Apple too. Podcasts. Yeah, as well. both. Both would be good. Um, um, so, uh, thank you for listening, and we will be back. And uh, yeah, I'm not really sure how to end this one. It feels like an abrupt ending. It does feel very abrupt. Um, stay tuned for the next episode of why Ian wants to get paid for painting art Dis- pictures. Disclaimer, um, we do not mean to offend anybody listening to this. Um, I, I 100% mean to offend. You know, right in the middle of my disclaimer. <laughs> you know, I'm more worried about your friends than I am about mine. So we're just going to have to. My friends all have jobs. Well, I guess we'll really know who's a true friend because if we're if they're like, yeah, that podcast sounds great. And it's like, no, you obviously didn't listen to it. So mm-hmm. we'll see. My friends have jobs. Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't. Uh, but, you know, if, if you're unhappy, let us know. We, we're, we'll, uh, we'd love to hear other people's opinion on this. You could write in. You can give us a piece of your mind. It might be fun. So anyway, uh, have a good night. Again, this is the Happier Right Podcast. Uh, good night. Good night.